Perek Vav Mishnah Vav. Gates, if you have a spark, Shiyatsa Mitachas Hapatish, that leaves from the hammer. There's a Nafak, there's a blacksmith, or anybody who's got a hammer and he's pounding away, and a spark shoots out to the Hizik and it causes damage. For example, the spark falls on Pishta, on flax, and it burns it up. Chayat, one is liable to pay for it. Just like, no, no different than throwing a stone or throwing an arrow and causing damage. When that spark shoots out, one is liable to pay for the damages that it caused. What about Gamal? You have a camel. Shayotan Pishtun is carrying flax. The other bushes are up and it passes in the public domain. And as it's going in the street, the flax uh, enters a nearby store. It's like on the back of the camel, but it sticks into a nearby store. The Dalka Benered, it gets ignited by the candle there in the store. Shalchanvani. And from the from the candle of the store, but nidlak apishnan, so the flax gets ignited. So you've got the public domain, you've got a store. The camel's walking with flax on its back, and the flax catches fire from a candle inside the store. The hidlak, and then this flax not only gets burnt, but it burns down a sabira, it burns down a house nearby. Baal hagamal the owner of the camel, is liable to pay. because he put too much of a load on the camel. And then because of that, it entered into this, uh, this person's store as he was, the camel was walking by, and it caught fire, and it, the, the stalks, the, the, the pitch and the flax burnt up, and, 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 it, and it burnt down a nearby house. So the, no one pays for the uh, flax because it's the, the owner of the camel's own fault. And of course, the Balagamal, the owner of the camel, has to pay for the house that he caused to burn down. But if the chenvani, the storekeeper, the merchant, placed his candle, placed his lamp outside his store, and now the camel passed by with flax on its back, and the flax caught fire by the candle, which was outside the store of this storekeeper, and then the flax burned up and it burnt down a house nearby as well, now the chenvani, the storekeeper, is chayev, he's got to pay for the value of the flax that he burnt, and for the house that burnt down. Because he placed his candle outside, he had no reason placing his candle outside, and therefore he'll be liable to pay for the flax and for the house that uh, got burnt down because of it. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, If it's near Hanukkah, if the flax caught fire, not just from any candle outside a store, but from the candelabra, from the menorah of, the, of Hanukkah, that's how it caught fire. So then Potter, then the owner of the candle, the owner of the store, would be exempt. Because when a Hanukkah candle is placed outside, it's placed out with permission. It's a mitzvah to place the Hanukkah menorah outside one's home, in the front of one's home. So therefore there, if the candle is there for Hanukkah, the store owner did it with permission, he's totally exempt from any damages that it caused. But it was just during the week that he put his candle there, he should have had his candle inside. And if he places it outside, then the store owner would be liable to pay for the flax and for the house that burned down because of it. And this concludes Perak Vav. Just to note, Hanukkah is mentioned very, very few times in Shas. This mission is the source for one of the few times where it's mentioned, where you find the concept of Hanukkah and you find the concept of placing the mitzvah, the mitzvah to put the Hanukkah can, the menorah outside one's home. Um, so it's a good point to, to, to keep in mind over here. All right, Perek Zion, Mishnah Aleph. So from here till the end of the Masechta, we'll actually be discussing the laws of Geneva, Chavala, and Gezela. Two different types of theft, and Chavala is causing a wound. So our Perek is going to done with Geneva. So what is a Ganev? We know there's a Goslin and there's a Ganev. What's the difference? 
So a ganiv is one who takes a person's money in hiding, where the owners do not know about it. For example, one who, who pickpockets somebody and takes his money without him knowing. And the, the owners don't see. The was the one who steals from someone's home at night where the owners don't see. Anytime it's theft where the owners don't see, and it's in private, that's a ganav. And what's out in the open, that's going to be a gazlan. So a ganav, she idu alav edim, the edim warn him. She idu alav edim kshem she ganav. Not warn him, I'm sorry, testify. Two witnesses come along and they say, hey, we saw Joe Blow steal, you know, $100. So, the Joe Blow, this Ganav, has to pay now, not just for what he stole, but he's got to pay Kefal, double of what he stole, to the Baal Haganeva, to the one that he stole from. As the Pazav says, He's got to pay double. So, if two, if two kosher witnesses come and they testify that uh, Johnny stole from Shimon $100, so Johnny has to pay now, not just $100, but $200. As the Pasuk says, he's got to pay kefal. So to it says, He's got to pay double. If he steals a dinner, he's got to pay two dinner. If he steals a donkey, or a garment, or a camel, he's got to pay double. Either double the two donkeys, two garments, or double the value. Nimsa comes there, What happens? He's returning what he stole to his friend. Not only that, he's going to lose that which he wants to steal from his friend. The Rambam explains. So that's what the concept of paying double. Give back what you stole, and now you're going to lose what you tried to make your friend lose. So this is the concept of kefal that we'll see in the Mishnahs that Ghanav pays. Now our mission is going to discuss that the Tashlam, the payment of kefal, is noeg bechold over everything. Kefal will apply to everything, whereas by an ox and by a lamb, a shar and a seh, the Pasuk says, Ki ish shar o seh o One who steals an ox or a lamb, a shar or a seh, and then he shechts it, or he sells it, he actually has to pay chamisha bakar yishalem tachas hashar. He has to pay five cattle in place of the shar that he stole, and four sheep tachas the lamb that he stole. There's a special puzzle by a shar and by a seh, that he has to pay five times for the shar and four times for the seh. So let's see the Mishnah. The payment for paying kefal, a regular double of what a gun of steals, is actually more than the payment of dalave four or five times the amount when you pay uh, five times for the ox that you stole or four times for the sheep that you stole. If you stole it and you shechted it or you sold it, you have to pay dalave either four times uh, for a set or five times for the ox. So the concept of tashlumi kefal of double is actually, is actually worse for the ganav. He's got to pay more than this concept of dollars behe, of four and five. Why? Because by the tashlumi of kefal, by, by, by um, paying double, kefal is applicable on everything. Whether the item has life, it's an animal, whether the item has no life, it's a car, it could be anything. Shnev, as the Pasuk says, by a shomer, a guard who claims that, you know, the thing that he was guarding was stolen. The Pasuk says, I called the Dvar Pesha, Al Shar, Al Chamor, Al Seh, Al Salmal, Yishalam, Shnev, Re'eu. So it says, on an ox, on a donkey, on a, on a lamb, I'll call on everything. So therefore, Kephal is paid on everything that is stolen. Whereas, Umidah, Tashlumi, Abba, V'chamisha, this principle of Dalad, V'hei, four and five times, is only applicable by the ox and by the lamb. Shnev, as the Pasuk says, Ki ish shar. 
Osef, when a man steals an ox or a lamb, and then he goes out and shechts it or he sells it. He's got to pay five times for the ox that he stole, four times for the lamb that he stole. So the Pasuk mentions the Lashon of Shor Viseh, ox and lamb, it's doubled. Because it could have said, instead of it. Why does it say, and then again it says, if you steal an ox, you pay five times the ox. Let's say you steal an ox, you pay five times it. Why does it say the double Lashon over here? It's coming to teach you that a Shor Viseh Dafka, this principle of Dalav Behei, Paying four and five times the amount is specifically by an ox and by a lamb, not by everything. So it comes out, even though technically you're paying more for an ox and a lamb that you stole and then went ahead and shechted it or, or, or sold it, technically you're paying more, but in essence, kefal is worse because kefal is applicable to everything, whereas the payment of dalvah is only applicable to the shor and the set. And the Mishnah concludes, One who steals from a thief. So the second thief does not pay kefal. So, Ganav 1 steals something. Ganav 2 comes and steals that item from Ganav 1. Ganav 2 does not pay Kefal, not to the original owners and not to the first Ganav. Because the says, The item is stolen from the original owner, and not that it's stolen from a different Ganav. Now, even though this item belongs to the original owner, since you didn't steal it from him, since the second Ghana did not steal it from the owner, he does not pay Kefil. Well, the Ghana Rishon, maybe to the first Ghana, should he pay anything? No. He doesn't pay anything to him either. Why? Because the item doesn't belong to the first Ghana. Even where the original owners were Miyayash, they gave up hope. The second Ghana does not acquire the item from, that he stole from the first Ghana. Even if the original owners gave up hope, I'm never getting it back. Just giving a pope, does not make an acquisition. Also, changing of domain. Now here, you don't have the changing of domain. You only have a changing of domain if it was sold or is given to somebody else. But it's being stolen, that's not deemed a proper changing of domain. So in this case, when a Ghanav steals from a Ghanav, he doesn't pay Kevel. And similarly, one who steals from a Ganav, the Shar or the Set, that was already stolen, so Ganav 1 stole a Shar and a Set. Ganav 2 stole the Shar or a Set from Ganav 1, and then Ganav 2 shafted it or he slaughtered it, uh, sorry, or he sold it. So, he does not pay the uh, four or five times the amount. Since he's not Chayav Kefel, like we just mentioned, he won't be Chayav Dalav Hay four or five times either. Because the payment of four or five times, the Torah says, is four and five times you pay, but not three or four times. Meaning, the payment of four and five includes Kefel. Now, if you're exempt from Kefel, so it comes out, you, you would only technically pay three or four times the amount, not four or five times the amount, because you have to minus the Kefel from the payment. So if you're not paying kefal, you're not going to pay dalavhe either, because we darshan out dafka, you pay dalavhe, you don't pay um, gimel vadal. You only pay four or five times the amount, you never pay three or four times the amount. So it comes out that the second ganav steals from the first ganav, he'll be exempt both in the case of kefal and in the case of dalavhe.